0: box scare
1: box scare
2: hello and welcome to box cutter's episode 265 Reaching over, scratching my head. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Glenn Peters. Hey. Hi. 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 Welcome to Box Cutters for the first ever time. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's
0: enough. Uh, and to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. I thought you were going to say reaching over and scratching those two great big balls in Rundle Mall.
2: Why did you think I was going to say that? <laughs> That
0: seemed to be in context.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the things that are in context in your head, Brett Cropley. No, in the are, studio uh, here. Yeah, yeah, five minutes ago. Just, you know, which nobody has any idea because we do no pre-show well, taping. The live studio
0: audience knows all that. There is about no. It, as does the those listeners on the live stream. You're
2: confusing Toby Halligan, who you know has to listen to every single stupid thing we say so that he can prove us wrong in trotters. Uh, you, you're confusing him with a studio audience. No, no. I'm he's not an audience. The, the he's the here under duress. hes uh, It's more like uh, indentured servitude. Oh, really? Is that, is that not it? Is that, Is that—is that it? I don't know. He's the lawyer. I don't know about all these legal terms. No, I don't now, know law. No, you don't know law. No. Now, uh, for, for those who don't know, Glenn Peters is a, a copywriter and uh, and man about town.
3: Yes, I, I write copy. That's not, nothing to do with law. no.
2: No So you don't You don't do copyright
3: No no, You write copy That's right So that's why I tell people I write ads Ah Now do you write Do you write ads for the TV Or do you just Or or, or just print Sometimes I write ads for TV Mostly print and websites
2: Right Let's just Let's just con- pretend It's just for TV For the sake of box cutters Which yep. is all about TV mm. I mean, so, Glenn Peters He writes ads for television Hey
1: right?
2: Yeah I know Well that's, a, that's enough
3: Um but there is one really cool thing that I finished doing a TV ad with a TV star, George Spartels from Play School. Oh, um, right. When? Has
0: he been on there for a while?
3: Yeah, it's been, it's been like, on for a little while.
0: No, no, but was he on Play School like around the, the Bettina years? Is, is that the uh, yes, that he finished
3: of? in about 93. He didn't like it that when they do ago. pre-records. So yeah, spent a whole day uh, filming with him and getting to ask him a lot about television and and um, my favourite part of the moment, day was actors work really hard on set and um, towards the end he looked all tired and he says yeah I am a bit I'm a bit stuffed and I go well. There's a bed in there. <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. oh, you appreciate it. it. It's the, uh... Yeah, he high fived me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, so it was great. And um he he doesn't like um that Play School is now uh, pre recorded and they do takes. Do
2: what? they do takes now?
3: Yes. They perfect scenes.
2: Alex didn't tell us that when we had Alex Paps in here telling us about play school, he didn't he didn't say anything about Tanks? yeah, we're gonna sad. have to get
0: to the bottom yeah. of this. So, are you are saying that that back in
3: the day they actually
0: re- it was live to tape. They, they actually oh, live to
3: tape, so La- not live, live, to, live to tape. And there was a, I think, a lady in the background playing piano and just playing. Sometimes, along. sometimes a gentleman, yeah,
2: yeah, sometimes a gentleman in uh, in in nicely
3: pressed slacks. Yeah, and he he or he slash she would um yeah play piano for the whole time. It was a bit like you know right now what we're doing. Just without the piano. And without toys.
2: (sighs) Yeah. Brett, can you bring in more stuffed animals next week? Sure. That'd be great. That'd be great. Later on in this episode of Box Cutters, we're going to review the new HBO show Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. by popular demand. At least three people said, can you review Game of Thrones? And three people's enough.
0: We're ignoring the six that asked us to review Paul Reiser's show.
2: Yeah, three is a uh, three is
0: what I like to call a box cutters dozen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Want to buy a dozen box cutters buns? Yeah, only get three. Yeah, we get
2: three, but they're good quality. That's <laughs> sure. uh, that, that's that's what I mean. Uh, in good day young, we're going to talk about freaks and geeks. Uh, we've got some quotes. We've got letter to box cutters. I think if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing. And pork with Toby Halligan's Trotters. Trotters back in the mix again this week. Back in the mix. He's back from Canberra. He said, Get away from me, you politicians. Get your filthy hands off my nice Melbourne clothes. He associates with Melbourne now. He thinks yes. it's all Brunswick all the time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he'll be coming up with Trotters at the uh, end of the show. Right now, though, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News.
0: Let's start off with the biggest story of the week Biggest story Sorry. of the
2: week is that my brother has finally finished watching Lost
0: It's breathtaking
2: I know, I know And this, this is breaking here on Box Cutters right now No one else has this story My brother finished watching Lost That's and why we've
0: got the little exclusive flag up in the corner for the video podcast then. And he loved it Yep
2: He uh, he he totally loved it, and now everybody else—Nelly, Peter, everybody else—can get their hands on my box sets. Finally,
3: is he recommending it to everybody?
2: He is. He is. He's he's doing that thing of the, like the new lost convert. Where it's like you know I was skeptical at first as well, and then uh, and then I watched it, and then I you know I, I had people tell me you've got to just you have to get through season three. Like the first two seasons are great. Season three can be a bit slow, but then it really picks up for the last three seasons, and it's amazing. So you've got and he's doing that. He's uh, he's becoming quite the uh, the lost pros proselyte. How many seasons
3: are there? Like proselytizer, eight. evangelist.
2: Yeah, there are six. Six. Six seasons of Lost.
3: Have you not watched Lost, Glenn? I've, I've watched 16 to 17 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> Spread over a number of episodes? Over a, a number of lot. episodes. Right. Um, I turned off... I do know that they were on the way to Sydney. Were they on the way to no, Sydney? No, they were going from Sydney to Los Angeles. Fantastic. On Oceanic. For a, th- a three-hour tour. For a
2: three-hour tour, and then, they, and then they end up on, uh, on a magical island.
3: And there was a big guy. There, sure, there are some big guys. And the island had a monster on it. Yes, Terminator. No, the more like Predator. Predator, yes. Yeah. More, like, Ter- more, yeah, more like Predator. predator. Okay, more like good. Predator. Yeah. So Anyway, so that's uh, I've that's seen it.
2: that's the big story. But uh, but it's it's a, a little bit of a, a veil week, Brett. Oh uh, yes.
0: Yeah, I was I was going to contribute there something. Oh, uh, 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 what you can, no, you can. All right, I'll bring it up in port where it's more where sure. it fits. Good. Uh, probably most people heard about uh, Bill Hunter passing uh, over the weekend, dying at the age of seventy-one. Uh, but in it's, a hospice, he, had, he had looked seventy-one Q. for about twenty years, though.
2: Really? Oh. So,
0: so we're going back to the dismissal. I don't think he looked seventy-one then. I,
2: I think I think your no, your I, I your inability actually... to count, your inability to count is extraordinary. Nineteen ninety-one was not. Was not when the dismissal telling me he came out
0: I think he was um fairly fairly well looking the last time I saw him uh, I guess he clearly year, that wasn't last week ago no no right. it was, absolutely it wasn't last week but but he, he looked hale and hearty for an eighty year old and a year ago um <laughs> he's uh <laughs> yeah, he looked, he looked <laughs> solid he looked he looked but he was only 71. <laughs> Hey? He was only seventy. Seventy-one. Yes. He was only seventy-five for a seventy-year-old. How do you expect a seventy-year-old to look like me? <laughs> Not like an eighty-year-old. That's, that's for sure. Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, well, well-known for being the Australian
2: voice in in so many movies, but also a huge TV. He was just a
0: working actor from from the word go. He uh, was uh, homicide prisoner. Metlock Police, Sea Change, I don't remember in Sea Change, and Police Rescue uh, with uh, Gary Sweet, of course.
3: In, yeah. in Sea Change, I think he was the bridge they sat on at the end of every episode. <laughs> That's the
0: one they've had to uh, replace because it's heritage listed, but Correct. it wasn't yeah, big yeah. enough for the treasure. An Aussie treasure. Yeah, so if only he was bigger, yeah, they wouldn't have got rid of him on Saturday night. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I I don't, I, I, you know, not even I could follow that conversation.
0: Uh, he, he seems well loved. Um, he was a bit painful, apparently, from reports from those uh, working who had to work
3: with it. <laughs> it's an obscure use of painful. He was he
0: was um, he he was uh, quite uh, quite uh, I guess humble about uh, about what he did. He he uh, enjoyed a director who would just put him where he should stand and and tell him when to say his words. in, uh, um, in and went with that in. Uh, celebrity death news that shocked me on,
2: on Saturday when I found out, uh, macho man Randy Savage.
3: That, that, that was pretty sad. He uh, died in a car crash mm. at the weekend, which is uh, just shocking. And he was about 71 too, wasn't he? No,
0: he was uh, much younger. I think 58 from memory. I don't actually have it... Uh cited here but uh I'm pretty sure it was 58. Um yeah, well, something happened and he lost control and went over the concrete uh divider on the highway. Didn't wipe out any other traffic but uh ended up in a tree with his uh wife next to him. Oh, uh sad. Uh, uh, she 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 survived escaped, um, fairly unscathed. Um uh, there much were, to there man were r- early coverage. reports that he'd had a heart attack um but uh police said there's no way that we can actually say that until we've had an
2: autopsy. People might remember the Macho Man from uh, from the color commentating that he did. Uh, he, he did all the color commentary during the wrestling in uh, in the good old days, from WrestleMania one through uh, through and uh, up until recent times.
3: Yeah, I, I,
0: I'm just thinking back. I, I, you know, I go back to WWF. Uh, with the wrestling, and he would have been in the ring with Hulk Hogan and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Rowdy Roddy Piper, and you know, back in wrestling's glory days. When do you think WrestleMania 1 was, Brett? Uh, was that then, or was that? Yeah, that was then. As what? WrestleMania, but you're, you're WrestleMania saying he was one commentator
2: was... at that point. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm I'm saying that he, he did co- color commentary. That's what I'm saying.
3: I think the Junkyard Dog 1. In WrestleMania one, he won his bout. Junkyard Dog. Junkyard that's Dog. he. Uh, Andre the Giant. He's he's still giant. at he's that point.
2: Junkyard Dogs another wrestler who passed away in a uh, in a car accident. Yep. They. Really? Yeah. I don't think I
3: heard that. Uh, that was many years ago. I love the one that uh, Andre the Giant and Samuel Beckett were good friends.
2: S- Samuel Beckett, the playwright. Correct. Really. And on, yeah. And Andre the Giant, the and, giant.
3: Um, correct. Um, Samuel Beckett used to live next door to the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Giant, (laughs) and um, he used to drive uh, Little Giant to school every day, and they were lifelong friends until the very end.
2: Uh, Andre the Giant uh, died in very tragic circumstances. He came home from his father's funeral, is the way I heard it, and had a heart attack as, as he came home from the funeral. Oh, that's sad. That's, it's, it's very sad. This is, uh, this is in, you know, res- wrestling deaths you may not have heard of.
0: <laughs> now, and, and uh, also something you may not have realised is that uh, that, that uh, stencil, uh, uh, the graph art thing that, uh like the square face uh, that's, that's kind of just a, a two-bit kind of image that you'll see all around Melbourne and all around the world is actually Andre the Giant.
3: Whoa. That's good. The obey one. Yes, I saw. Ah, yeah. uh, oh. yeah, yeah.
2: oh. okay, okay. Now, because I just thought you were talking about transformers. Like no. most of that description could also <laughs> apply to transformers. <laughs> so it's, I, I wasn't sure. Uh, in, uh, in, and Bob Davis and and Bob
0: Davis uh, from uh, World of, I grew of Sport. With him on uh, Saturday mornings or was it Sunday mornings with the handball
3: comps and
2: uh, I believe it was Saturday mornings. Yeah, and
3: twenty francs and the gift baskets. I love Bobby Davis. Um, you're, big, you're a big footy fan. I'm a huge footy fan, and um, I lived in Geelong for quite a while there. And and Bobby Davis was one of those guys you just speak about. Um, I saw Bobby Davis in the street the other day. Really? What was he doing? Yeah, just getting the milk. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, Actually,
0: that's like Tommy Haifey around St Kilda. To,
3: yeah, yeah, it's Tommy Hafey. I saw Tommy Hafey going for a run the other day. Yeah. What was he doing going for a run? Right? <laughs> and um, Wearing his T-shirt, looking... looking I, I worked fit. a few days in an office where I, I wondered why that every time the phone would ring, people would just run to it and answer it. And I was just going, what is this? This is the weirdest thing. You know, I don't want to talk to anyone from the outside world. It turned out that Bobby Davis's son sometimes worked in the office and that... Bobby Davis would call around all the workplaces to find out where his son was. Just, you know, G'day it's Bobby Bobby Davis. I want to speak to my son. How's he going? And whoever would answer the phone would get a conversation with Bobby Davis. <laughs> right. And he would speak a long time and everyone loved that. <laughs> I can <laughs> well imagine. So yeah, I I had this conversation that why are we so um sad about celebrity deaths? It's it's a constant. But um I think Bobby Davis is one of those guys that well. Because we like him, he's a nice guy.
2: He was, he was a nice guy. He was you, you know that local legend status. That's right. So and and uh, again, it's, it's one of those things that would matter a lot more to Victorians than to uh, than to people elsewhere in the country or elsewhere in the
0: world. That's so do you right. think uh, it's more of a loss uh, for him to go last week than
3: uh, Lou Richards will be when he goes? It's Not out. a competition. <laughs> you it's know not, what? It's not a competition. And strangely enough, this isn't the first time I've had this conversation. <laughs> Um, it will be a bit bigger when he goes. When when Lou Richards goes, when, when
2: he it, goes, it, it, it'll be like when uh, uh, when what's his name? Uh, Princess Diana. Straight straight <laughs> state of origin. Ted Whitten. Ted Whitten. When Ted Whitten went, like that was huge.
3: That was pretty big.
2: That, that was massive. I think I think when uh, Uncle Lou goes, it'll be it'll be similar.
3: Yeah, these old guys—they're all going to pop off. That's but still, right. there's no hall of famer. That happens. But he does hold the world record for the drive from Geelong to Melbourne. He did it in, speed. I think, in a... in a. Or the number of titties g- he could have. No, just a 4GT. I think he did it in 17 minutes or something ridiculous. <laughs> 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 right. it's, it's amazing. I don't know what the actual record is, but it's an incredible... But, you, but you could
2: record. fit the amount of lost that you have seen into his drive. That's <laughs> exactly right. Uh, there's a... a ABC and Screen Australia announced a, uh, a an initiative, $400,000, for something they're calling Opening Shot that aims to encourage emerging documentary makers uh, all around Australia if you're under 35. Oh. I know. I know. I read that and went, oh, this sounds... Oh, this is exactly the sort of... Oh, I miss out by two years. Uh, but still, actually, I miss out by one year. It's if you're under 35 at... July 1st of this year. I wouldn't be able to year. get my
0: shit together by then next year.
2: <laughs> Go on. Uh... So yes, so uh, we'll put uh, information up on uh, on the Box Cutters website. If you're interested in in that, uh, you can apply for up to eighty
0: thousand dollars for a half hour documentary. Now the last uh, the last kind of round of of talking to people that were doing development for ABC TV stuff, uh, there was a lot of. Uh emphasis on having it as a, as a multimedia thing. So you have the TV show, but then you have the website that goes along with it and all the interactive stuff that, that goes with it. And that was, uh, it was almost mandatory, I'm talking, I don't know, five years ago, that uh, that their uh, applications be full of that sort of stuff to get funding. Um, are they talking about the same sort of stuff there? I've or given you
3: all the it? information I have. Gee, because uh, ADK doesn't buy a lot of web development and, um
2: no, no, no. I think I think it's eighty yeah, well, so thousand dollars. You right. know that that can go towards editing or or something like that. It's eighty thousand dollars to oh. to help you make your your thirty minute film.
3: Got a great idea. Eighty thousand is all you need. Yeah,
2: it's good. Eight dollars fifty is all you need. Yeah, especially for a doco. Yeah, if you have got eight dollars fifty, you can get a a pad and some paper and just do do the whole thing as a flickbook. Yeah, it's cheap, man. It's cheap. Uh, and uh, and lastly, in the news, and and you know. If, if my brother hadn't finished watching Lost, this would have come up front of the news. Uh, the Australian published Q rankings. And this is the, the first time that Q rankings have, have ever been made public. And these are the 2010 Q rankings. For those who don't know, Q or the rankings. Q-scores. Or Q scores, Q yeah. scores, Q rankings. Uh, this is a list of 250 odd celebrities
3: and the level of celebrity they have. And it's a very good list. This is the holy grail because, yes, so, I do work in advertising. And this list of celebrities is looked at every now and then.
0: And it's it's not about people's favourite personalities. It's about uh, uh, the recognition of of uh, the the widest kind of demographics, and so so, uh, I know that talking about it a couple of years ago, that uh, Kyle Sanderlands was was up there. He was in the top five, even though he was an hat. And you know, uh, so and that was off the back of the.
2: I didn't even see him in this in in this current list. No, I, I looked for him. Maybe I've just got Kyle blindness, but uh, yeah, I couldn't see him in. Uh, in in the list as it currently, well, hasn't, stands. hasn't. He hasn't really had a chance
0: to be too controversial. Uh, what I uh,
2: w- what I did notice because they have not only the the Q score, uh, which is the score that takes into account your recognition, how pe- how positive people feel about you, neutral or negative. Uh, they they have also in columns for those things. So uh, most recognisable are. Uh, Marsha Hines, Ernie Dingo, this is all all with a score of ninety six percent. Marsha Hines, Ernie Dingo, Doctor Harry Cooper, uh, really,
3: and then Delta. A nice hat, Delta Goodram and Ian Thorpe. Now, this is the the most recognisable. I don't think is the the one that you want to use. No, it's not, necess- it's, not necessarily it's the, the likable, which is the one that. The that advertisers that like. you
2: really want want to use, and uh, and that you know Hamish and or Andy uh, was the uh, was was the most likable. Just Hamish. Hamish and not really ha- a no mention of Andy. Hamish down and or Andy. That's that's his proper name. His the, name is Hamish and or Andy. Brett. Andy Lee comes thirteenth. No. Hamish and or Andy comes first. <laughs> Hamish and or Andy comes thirteenth. But traditionally,
0: uh, Andrew Denton has been in that number one position well, for and a now, long time, and, and now he's, and he's number he's two, been toppled by your Hamish and or Andy.
3: But, but I do have, I, and I won't name the name because it, it's impolite. But there is somebody who rated very highly in that list a few years ago, did some terrific ads, and. The ads killed it. They sold a lot of pasta sauce and... Dipper. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. They sold a lot. And brilliantly, because he was likeable and they were nicely written ads. Problem is that person has not done too well with his own television shows.
2: Ah, uh, Maddie John's.
3: <laughs> well, I won't say it's <laughs> Matty Johns. Um, so, it, there's so much more, which is obvious to us, yep. than these ratings, but they're taken very seriously they are taken in the back rooms. Se- these
2: this is, and, uh, and, you know, if, if I couldn't find Carl Sandlerlands on the list, then that's, that probably doesn't bode well for, for him. Uh, but most... The, the highest negative score in this list... Was for Sam Newman, sixty six percent negative.
3: That's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is that that's a begrudging negative where people, oh, that Larry can.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's that's the thing. You know, does does not liking someone stand for nothing these days?
3: That's Stockholm syndrome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can't get rid of him, but uh, you know, we don't like him. We just can't. We- so, so why has it suddenly been published? Uh, I don't know, because the Australian wanted to get some headlines that weren't about them being... Somebody got their hands on
3: I think that's what they call a leak. I, 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 because no, you have to pay a lot to look at that. It's because leak.
0: it's a bit like your minute-by-minute minute ratings. Uh, networks definitely don't put out to, to the public, but they get them, and so they can see exactly the effect of a particular person on screen is having with the audience at that moment. Yes. Or oh, minutes. Literally.
3: But it's funny, um the amount of times I hear in the offices when I'm doing advertising, um and we'll get Hamish and Andy in <laughs> I hear that every third day. It's it's advertising's the equivalent of Godwin's law. You know? <laughs> you've completely lost you you have no more ideas. You've finished. <laughs> but, there, but there was a we'll point. We'll just get Amy, Hamish and Andy in, and but, that'll do it.
2: There was a point when Hamish and Andy would do every single bit of advertising you threw at them. They would do anything.
0: That's right, Could and they? yeah, but I that that point that has that be- point has passed. That point has. So what was the uh, last thing they did that wasn't one of their own shows?
2: Oh no, they, they used to do heaps of heaps of advertising uh, for like taking the bus and uh, and. That was a CSA, wasn't it? No. No, it wasn't. They used to do heaps heaps of advertising like that. And that is the Boxcutters News. Hello, I'm Courtney Hocking. If you want to hear about sports and cars... No, that's the wrong show! Oh, television, then uh, listen to Boxcutters. It's pretty great.
0: Oh, Courtney, I remember when you came in. She's
2: going to be back in next week. (gasps)
0: Excitement. I
2: know, health permitting. She seems to be fine now. She's tweeting like there's no tomorrow. Excellent. So, so Courtney should be fine. She'll be in next week. Game of Thrones is a new show from HBO in the US. It was filmed, however, all over the the, the, the northern western
0: quadrant of this planet. The northern western quadrant of this planet. Yeah. So you're talking. You're cutting it down by hemispheres.
2: I am cutting it down by hemispheres. It was uh, it, it was filmed in Northern Ireland, Scotland, Malta, and Morocco. So, I don't lie. No. I don't lie no. there, Brett.
0: So, so essentially, Europe and, and Mediterranean. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, it is a, a a fantasy series, as in science fiction fantasy, fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically. Based on... It's not
3: historical. Oh, it's not historical.
2: There's no history in it whatsoever. No, it is a fantasy it is a fantasy series based on uh, George R. R. Martin's novel series, A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, it is so so. If you like swords and men with beards, then uh, then there's a chance you're you're going to like this this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Sean Bean, who you might remember from Lord of the Rings, as the human. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lena Headley, who was. Uh, Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles uh, And also Mark Addy Who was uh, the fat guy from the Full Monty Really? Yeah, yeah He's the king He
3: is too I thought I'd seen him somewhere
2: uh, so it, it tells it tells the story of a uh, you know what it's so complicated I, I can't even I can't even summarize it well. There, what it's there's about
0: a, ruling the land of seven kingdoms. There,
2: there, there's a, a land. It's got seven kingdoms. There's a north. There's a south. There's a, there's a guy who has a family and he's in charge of the northern part. And the northern part also has a wall. And beyond that wall, there are things that will kill you. White
3: walkers. Predators.
2: Yeah, including in White Walkers, pre- predators from the Magical Island. White Walkers are uh, quite scary, and they're right at the start. Yeah, and they're never seen again. Mm, uh, not yet. And, uh, and it's got dwarves in it and boobs. Lots, lots of of boobs. and lots of boobs and lots of doggy-style sex.
0: Well, it's no Spartacus blood and sand. Yeah, but no. it's it's more boobs
2: than Rome.
3: Is it? Yeah. Less Brazilians than Rome. That's true. True. Taking, True note. There's, there's. Um, you,
2: you've got a tally. <laughs> yes. I, I think
3: Gorka referred to this show as the show, the doggy style show, because almost every third scene towards the end of the first episode, there's some doggy style stuff going on. Yeah, it's
2: there's lots and lots and lots of sex. That's what you do with but slave girls. It's it's sex and swords. That's what it should be called. It should be called beard sex and swords. Um, what are you trying so to get you, people into it? Yeah. So there's. Uh, there's there's a, a family that are in control of this northern section of of this land, uh, but the father is then co opted to be the king's right hand man, uh, and has oh, to go down the south. Hand of the king. Yeah, to get technical, and it has has to go down south with him, and so the family is split up. Uh, but they have uh, s- some wolves, and uh, and the the guy let's and they're just collect, the, the guy Sean Bean uh he uh, he has a, a few sons but one son uh is witness to a man having sex with his sister and is then pushed off a uh a, off, off a parapet and uh, and out of window uh, yeah and uh, and and is uh, is is crippled and it's all high drama and uh, and great soap opera and it's full of uh it, it, it really is. It, it's like a Jacqueline Suzanne novel, but with swords. Well, I find it. Jacqueline
0: Suzanne? Yeah, why not?
2: I don't remember Jacqueline Suzanne. Ah, uh, she's, uh, she's... So, she's, a, she's, a
0: bodice terror kind of? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, one of those.
3: I've got a problem with these things. Yes. Why is it as soon as you put on a loincloth and get a big sword, your story must be about arranged marriages? <laughs> What's going on? Like it, it is because there is because nothing else is interesting. It, it's it's arranged marriage. This arranged marriage. That this will uh, be the be- death of you. This arranged marriage. There was one, and oh. that w- that was actually about
0: uh, consolidating royalty and and power. And there's like, it's, it's quite interesting as far as you, a, a stratagem you? of, of uh, keeping power. It's it's almost like reading The Prince by Machiavelli. Well, I <laughs> I can.
2: I can I can see this being a really exciting series of I, books. I got
0: I, so into this freaking series. Did I can't you really? believe it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm gagging for the next episode.
2: Because <laughs> really? I so, so how many episodes have you seen?
0: Uh six?
1: Wow.
2: I've seen I've seen three, three yeah. and I think I think that's that's where I'm going to stop because there's a uh because I don't care about any of this any of the politics
0: of these made up lands. I don't care about uh, and you say it's fantasy, but like there's no fantastical stuff about it. There are there are legends of dragons and and so-called you know fossilized dragon eggs. Yeah, um, but there's there are no there's no magic. There's no wizards. There's there's an and imp, yeah except for actually except royalty. for a,
2: a wall that goes into some magical
0: land with white walkers. No, but they've actually built up that wall. It's not like it's a magical wall. It's it's now,
3: defense. You know what I was expecting in this show? I was expecting it to be like one of those uh, later Star Wars films where they talk faux politics and stuff like that for a whole episode and have a few action scenes in the middle of it. So I turned it on, and that's exactly what I got. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: Yes! Yes, because it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of talking about
3: made up politics, which really doesn't. You know, you talk about made up politics, but the actual politics in this show are puerile and um, sexist, misogynist and rubbish. I mean, all the girls are great. Got great mams, and they all get doggy style, but they've got no say. They've got nothing. They're just, you know, oh, they're, they're out in the cold. See, even the guys, it, you the You had great cloths, mams, though. Yeah, got, you've got great mams. You've got to bring them out. But the problem is, you know, all the guys are nicely rugged up in the snow, but the girls have got the mams out. Like, the politics are ridiculous of this oh, show. It, it is,
2: it, it is, it is, as and, and if any woman has... Any kind of power, she has to be a
0: manipulative Lady Macbeth style. But the ones that, that do have the maams out, to, to follow your phrasing, um, they are actually scenes in brothels it's it's no. not that every every no. woman everywhere no, they're does not. that yeah, yeah, they're, they're all prostitutes.
2: what about what about that scene where the uh
0: where the albino brother starts filling up well, his sister's just, boobs she's just getting out of uh, out of the the bath
2: and he fills up her boobs unnecessarily yeah, he does
0: <laughs> actually it was it was quite a nice comeuppance later on for him he's, he's yeah you know, detestable basically and, and he's yeah, but just...
1: so
2: so is almost everybody in this show No. that kid gets pushed off the no, tower I got a good tradition Good. Now, now, he deserved now, it, that kid. Really? Yeah. Little
3: I, I no longer review films in a way that I used to. Now I review them in trying to sell them to my partner. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> I so I love so So I say well it 's a show it 's got medieval stuff, oh yeah, that sounds r- like rubbish, and uh, I can imagine all I was thinking is all these guys trying to justify it to their <laughs> to their wives or their girlfriends so lots yeah, of yeah the so it 's got lots of really interesting issues and in politics and stuff, and you'll really like it, you know some of the dialogues is is great. So then you get some monotone, you get some doggy style, the tits are out, and then all of a sudden the girls just hit the guy so hard, 33 minutes into it, and said, we will never watch this again.
0: But it's no Spartacus. It's not like you have to,
3: it's, it's not over the top with that. I Spartacus think. I can take. I can sell. Really? I can sell How that. How do you do that? It's, it's home and away, people, with their... With their shirts on <laughs> <laughs> And, like, mass orgy <laughs> scenes that are better than that. Uh, um, What's the John Gilgood film? Caligula. Better than that. It's <laughs> fantastic stuff. The, that's the first time uh, Caligula's been mentioned on this show, I believe. <laughs>
2: uh, the uh, the 1970s film, Caligula. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the... Uh, yeah, I just... I, I There was nothing that, that grabbed me... Uh, about it and i've you know i've, I've never really liked a, a fantasy a, a fantasy story i could never read all of lord of the rings for example because it was just so boring great as a film though really really grabbed me beautiful locations be- beautiful locations really great storytelling really exciting battle scenes i don't have that with this but i can see they have spent e Shitload of money on it, and that that first episode was between five and ten million dollars for a single episode. Uh, just huge, huge budget, and and it's pulling in numbers for HBO. A People are the loving wall it.
0: That, that high,
2: yeah. It's a very expensive wall to build, okay. uh, and all those uh, slave boobs. Slave boobs are quite expensive. Uh, there, there is one. There is one story in this that has. The, the tiniest bit of, of saving grace, and that, that is the story of uh, of the guy's daughter. The guy, of course, is Sean Bean, whatever his name is in the show. His daughter, I think it's Ed, younger daughter, Ned, something. The one that the, the 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 youngest, wants to fight. The youngest daughter who who wants to can wield a to, bow. Yes,
3: she uh, she's she intrigues me. She's a strong female character, but she won't get a man's that man's out or anything like that well, because she's, she's like twelve. Yeah. So so, so <laughs> she's a bit gets, like Punky Bruce. So she gets limited screen time, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, because yeah.
2: Because of that she gets limited screen time because uh because they can't keep the SBS no, audience it, interested.
3: Perhaps because of that they make her the strong character. But she's right. got the
0: Italian sword teacher telling her to chase cats around and she gets to hear conversations and nuggets of information that uh that are about the 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 hand of the king, uh, her father. Um, and, yeah, she's it's, it, it's a bit of a plot device, but also a, a nice kind of refreshing breakaway from, from the gender-specific uh, roles.
2: I, um, I can see the appeal of this show. It's just, it's not for me. I found it really, really boring. I hear these made-up names and I, they just kind of drift over me. Uh, I, don't have the, I don't have the concentration to care about it.
3: There was a very good line in it where there's um there's a wedding reception and as part of the wedding reception entertainment um the guys have fight over girls um and the winner gets to doggy sex the I, I actually I should missed what was happening but it was <laughs> well, some sort of football sort of thing oh, but the yeah. line after that was a uh, it's not a good wedding until three
0: at least three people are dead
3: yeah. yeah, which is just like any of the weddings you go to here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is, this is uh, amongst the, the uh, uncivilised, the savages uh, who seem kind of Mongolian with their braids and, and horse fighting and stuff, who are, who are being gathered to, I, I assume, cross the narrow sea and, and take the Seven Kingdoms. You are so into it. Yeah, you, you, are love total, this show. you are totally. You have just. You've
2: got your tongue right down its throat. That's. Yeah,
0: I was surprised at that actually.
2: That's that's amazing. I I, uh, I yeah. I got I got I got nothing for it. But but then again, like I you know in when I used to play role playing games, I was always more Shadowrun than uh, than D anD. D, you know, give me that same story, but set in the future with cars. And uh, and special, you know, computer chip implants and cyborgs. Bam, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. But there is something about beards, like dirty, dirty beards and horrible loincloths, that just throws me. I just can't can't be bothered with it.
3: Now, um, but if we got really antsy about this show, would you throw us out the window like the American um, case on the first episode? Uh, these two. Uh, fellows were having a fight over who cousins. would cousins cousins I cousins. believe yeah. um, and one threw his the other out the window.
0: That rings a bell, but I am just trying to bring it back to mind. Um, was that in the capital or down or in the it was north?
3: outwards. It was out in an obscure place, and they had some fantastic obscure names too. Uh, Poznistransky yeah, Poznistransky
2: uh, yeah. Uh, so this is uh, would I? No, I don't live
0: in that culture.
3: So, but I, it's I, cultural.
0: You,
2: yeah, you should. So
3: I'd hate to be, be that, tolerant for it. that guy. I, I'd hate to be Morgan Freeman, where where I have to do the voiceover for the death of what his name's Podraski, saying, you know, um, last week I had to narrate the death of the guy who died of planking, and this week I have to <laughs> narrate the death. <laughs> Of the guy who's thrown out when watching Game of Thrones, I, I'd hate <laughs> pop culture death. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, it's... It, and it's part of a PR plan—is to have a death as part of the show launch. Oh, yeah,
0: you think they've got the video, the victim all lined up?
3: Yeah,
2: right. That's, that's what's going to sell Game of Thrones. You think? Yes. It's uh, it's it's that's interesting. It's uh, it, it is apparently going to be on Australian TV in July on Showcase. So if you've got the Foxtel and you've got the Showtime package, uh, you'll uh, you'll get that. But if you are ninety percent of Australia, you'll probably get it off Channel BitTorrent. It's all over the internet. <laughs>
3: Box well, okay. cutters.
2: It's true that Box Cutters comes to you free of charge every week with some of the greatest news and opinion about television that there is in this whole wide world. It's also true that it takes a lot of time and hard work to put together every episode. We're trying to expand the coverage we give to the world of television, but we need your help. Every dollar that you donate to Box Cutters goes to helping the wheels keep turning on the hours of research, planning and coordinating that goes into making each episode. Please donate to Box Cutters by going to the website at boxcutters.net and clicking on one of the the donate options. It would mean a lot to us and will directly translate into better content for
3: you.
0: Hi, this is Television Scott Brennan. Apparently there's no N in Box Cutter. This is the Box Cutters. Bad man, Scott Brennan. Bad, bad man. Uh, in uh, Good Day Young, I wanted to talk about freaks and geeks. Now I've been intrigued by this and and in fact I have got my hands just recently on a copy of it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it because of how much you and and uh, for the, for those uh, long term listeners, they'll know who I'm talking about. Ross McQueen used to go on about it.
2: Well, because Freaks and Geeks, an excellent show, it started in uh, in 1999, uh, so it was a, a full season show 1999 mm-hmm. uh, on uh, NBC in the US, and uh, and it was co created by Paul Feig. And Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow was uh, producer director. Uh, Paul Feig wrote the initial script for it about kids in high school in the 1980s. Uh, one is, is the older sister is a uh, is kind of an outsider in in her own way. She's a rebel. She's uh, she's just kind of gotten sick of playing the the do good daughter. Role and uh, and she's started to get disaffected in her, you know, in her adolescence, and there's a uh, a son who is in his first year of high school, and he is very much a geek. He is uh, he, he he is just a you know basically the the same way I would have been a, a role playing, uh, comic book reading, science fiction
0: watching, uh, big toothed. Cool guy. Yeah. So she's a bit of a Daria. He's uh, the older brother from he's, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, he's no, he's but a, younger.
2: No, he's, she's uh, she's a bit of a Daria. He's a little bit of a Revenge of the Nerds style, oh. but you know, not not as caricaturey. Yeah. Uh, and and so it's about being on the outside of uh, of society. And still finding your own place in society it's a fantastic series uh this so it aired on NBC and the first uh, basically from from September until uh, until March so uh, I think eleven episodes of uh, of freaks and geeks aired that was it and then nothing and after some uh, some coercing from the audience yes. of NBC. They brought back three episodes after being sent tons of nuts. Yes, they brought back sorry two two episodes uh, in October of two thousand, and then mm-hmm. showed three episodes all on one night in July of two uh, two thousand. So oh sorry. Other way around, it went. It went September to March, and then they showed three episodes in one night in July. But those episodes were the last three episodes of the series, and then they showed two episodes in October later that year,
0: which were
2: which were episodes fourteen and fifteen. Uh, so let's just say it was never all shown.
0: Mm
2: on, uh, really it was, it was never really all shown on air. Uh, I came across this show in 2002. It was being shown on channel nine, uh, on a Monday night in January, 2002 and, oh, sorry, two, January, December, January, 2002, 2003, uh, channel nine would show it on a Monday night at, uh, 10.30 or 11.30, mm-hmm. and uh, I came across it one night and just went, this this show is fantastic.
3: So just after Nightline, which they used yes. to have then, That was the old West Wing slot. Uh, yeah, it
2: was for yes. a little bit. Yeah. No, that was Tuesday night. And Tuesday night was sopranos? West
3: Wing. No. Well Perhaps you're right,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday night was West Wing. Uh, Monday night was... Uh, so they would Freaks, Freaks and Geeks on, and then following Freaks and Geeks... Was a show that I'd never heard of called The Wire, huh. and uh, and so that's how I started watching the first series of The Wire, and then Channel Nine took The Wire off. Uh, but you know, let's not go like into that That show. Never get anywhere. It never. That's rubbish. I yeah, think. it's it's that never. But you know, I watched it. Why not? <laughs> Freaks and Geeks just blew me away, and uh, and they only ever made one season because NBC cancelled it. Uh, and did not I mean they they didn't even show the the first season and this is one of those uh, examples of a show that has had an entire season made and has maintained a life on DVD because it sells on DVD, it sells really well on DVD and people keep talking about it and keep bringing it up because it is a great portrayal of being on the outside of society in American high schools it's a, a, a really good story of trying to fit in
3: now, there was another show on Wild Freaks and Geeks was on called Undeclared.
2: Undeclared came uh, five years later. It was, was also a Judd, Judd Apatow yep. show. Uh was 2005 and was a, about uh, university students St- in a very similar situation.
3: Starring Loudon
2: Wainwright. Yes. Of all people. <laughs> uh, so... You know, everyone who was involved in Freaks and Geeks has gone on to be really quite successful. Except for Linda Cardellino, who, uh, who, who was the, the lead in it. And uh, she was... She played, you know, from, from Freaks and Geeks, she then went and played Velma in the Scooby-Doo movies uh, and then had a, uh, a guest role on uh, one episode of Human Giant... And then really hasn't done much since Linda Cardellini, I believe, actually.
3: Now, I was speaking to a friend about this show last week who I respect, which is funny saying a friend that I respect, <laughs> who who's made the statement that Freaks and Geeks could be the perfect television show. Ooh.
0: In in the way
3: that the number of episodes that it's screened and... Um, no, because the there stuff. was a complaint or it, or it that there been. weren't it, there was a complaint that there weren't as many episodes as there should have been, but in the writing and the portrayals.
0: So better than Parker Law's
3: can't lose. Better well I that. think
2: well there are no dud episodes. There are no dud episodes in Freaks and Geeks. And I think that's that's because it only had it, it only had what was
3: made for that one season. But perhaps you only need eleven episodes for a television show and then we can just move on.
2: Well, I I like that idea. Back when uh, we reviewed the first series of uh, Friday Night Lights, I came up with the idea of one perfect season because that first season of Friday Night Lights is perfect and, unfortunately, the second season was made and it was not perfect. That's the same as Lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lost, Lost has that terrible third season. That third season is, is really difficult to get through
3: treading water And, and, a and there's there a, a terrible think. season of um, 6 feet under. I can't remember what Yeah, you yeah, you said yeah, 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 that would
2: be the first, second, third I
3: think it's about the <laughs> Lily Taylor you love them. <laughs> um no, there was a season Lily Taylor destroyed awful. that show. Yeah.
0: And, uh, third season I think and and Nate just became this soppy little bitch. Yeah. So and so
2: then, the the idea of having of having a perfect TV show. Well, yes, if if you if you're limited to to that. Uh, then that becomes a lot easier, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, Freaks and Geeks, there isn't a single dud episode.
3: Well, Faulty Towers was I don't know how many fourteen that, was 12. 12. 12. That's perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's uh,
3: that's that's rare. And oh, that's, that's like talking about the Beatles and the Stones. Yeah, isn't you can't. It? We don't, you we can't don't do mention that. that. Yeah,
2: you can't. You can't mention the war. <laughs> can uh, So that's Freaks and Geeks. You can you can get it DVD on. Uh, you can get it on DVD. Uh, which I highly recommend doing because it's, it's excellent. Worth seeing, worth seeing what some people consider to be a perfect TV show.
3: Pretty pricey, the DVD. Saw it on the weekend. It was it's, it's about 45 bucks. Yeah, it was quite high. Yeah. yeah. Must be worth it. it. It is. It is. It's television gold. We really do need a thing. I was going to count. I was going to
2: count least. Quotes. Now you'll possibly hear me talk about Amazing Race Australia again in in one thing because it's excellent and and I can't stop talking about it. It it really is that good. But last week, have you been watching it, Peters? I've
3: seen half the episode, the first episode, and I did love it.
2: Because you and I were, were the two only people in Australia that watched the first season of Amazing Race. That's correct. Because uh, we watched it at the same time that we were also watching, uh, I think it was like Boot Camp. Yep. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was also a great series. Uh, were they at
0: the same time? Yeah, they
2: they're on the same time. Boot Camp was on Channel 9. Amazing Race was on Channel 7. No, Peters I thought, and I
0: both not sleeping at night. No. Nah. I thought Boot Camp started after the first season of Amazing Race.
2: I don't believe because th- we were talking about them at the same time. Right. Anyway, anyway, that all being said, yeah. this is one of the greatest seasons that that I've seen. I've, I've seen the the first two episodes now, just just extraordinary. Uh, and last week, I was uh, I was going through some of the uh, contestants in, in the show, and uh, and and mentioned the entrepreneurs, but had not really managed to, to talk about how. Horribly annoying and eye-stabbingly bad they are.
3: Beautiful, right? Characters. These
2: these are just such great, such great villains. By the end of episode two, you just you hate them with so much. that If you, if you saw them in the street, you would just spit on them. That's uh, I, I say that about you, Brett, because you so are uncouth you and do. you just spit on strangers for no good reason, which I've tried to tell you not to do, but you just do it regardless. Anyway, in their introduction. They have a, a great little bit that really, I think, explains why we're not going to like them the whole way through.
0: Richard and Joey. We're married entrepreneurs, and to
2: get businesses up, it's the same as this race. You need to be number one, and that's what we intend to do. Up
3: We,
1: we pretty much like to start something from scratch. Create it, and away we go. Our main three words are to focus on what we need to do, to believe in ourselves, and we can achieve it. Focus, That's believe, achieve. Focus, believe, achievers. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that.
0: I
2: love that she can't count, like to to the point where she's she's like uh, she's you you would you would know this, Toby. Hellen. She is like an orc where she cannot count greater than three, and she thinks three is the the, the largest number.
3: Uh, just just extraordinary, and um, he overruled her. If you listen closely, yes, yes, and he he made achieve achievers. Now that no, no, she she made it achievers. She, she made co- it achievers. She
2: comes in at the end and goes,
3: yeah, yeah, we're, we're focused, believe achievers. Changing their story, they they do that in front of ASIC too. I'm sure, that's you know, change their story. <laughs> they
2: are, and, and they they really are like liars who have no no concept of of what they have said to other people, how other people actually. But I, I would not invest in any single business that these two people made. The, their whole idea, we like, to, we like to start from scratch and then go from there. Well, that's just starting, isn't it? You just have no concept of how the world works. I love watching this season of Amazing Race. It's just, it's, it's
3: wonderful. And it seems to be quite sympathetic to cultures so far. And, and it was wonderful to see uh, Moz and Mo um, praying. Yep. Yeah, oh. it's... So, Refreshing. It it, re- it really is, and so
2: not only are Australians great travellers and 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 quite good at at being part of other cultures, uh, generally, except for the entrepreneurs who just scream at people.
3: Uh, <laughs> but but the show itself, yeah, is is working really really well, and and it Grant Bowles doing really well. It seems to be really trying hard to do that. And if you watch that first episode, my house is in it. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Can you see your house from the G? Uh, yeah, um, and but. It's in it for like a millisecond. Still, that, that's, that's enough. All. I spent that whole episode going, here I am. <laughs> no, no. <sighs> and there were seven helicopters in the MCG. Yeah, it's, it's just,
2: just extraordinary. Uh, so that's quotes for this week. You know what, I, I, I'm not going to go with, uh, uh, with Amazing Race Australia. I think I've talked that up an, enough. Uh, yeah. Cloud Street, the, uh, the, the mini-series of Cloud Street is on
0: Showcase at if the moment. If you have the highest uh, price package on TV. Not, the highest, not the highest price package. Not
2: the highest price package? No, just one, of the, one of the movie packages.
0: Package? Yeah, second highest.
2: One of the movie packages. You can have what movies right without at? sport. 120 a month? No, I, probably 80. Okay. Probably. I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have it but you know it's new new Aussie drama mm. new Aussie drama that uh that they're, this,
0: they're not saying that cable that cable they is making to say that it will, it will be anywhere beyond uh, that channel
2: I'm always uh I'm always fully supportive of uh, of new drama that uh that alternate channels make and and mm-hmm. I think uh if if cable TV can put some of their uh, some of their money into Great miniseries that can then go overseas and have Australian accents overseas as well. That's uh, that's. Is that happening? I'm sure it will. They've spent cool. so much money on it; they've got to sell it somewhere. Love
0: Jeff, Jeff Morrell's work.
2: Oh, Jeff Morrell's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's so fair. Yeah. Glenn Peters, if you're going to watch something, <laughs> <like> this, <laughs> it's all about that, is it? Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, it's it was very fair it's and Shaggy. How yeah. fair was he? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's t- t- totally fair and Shaggy. But not so, not necessarily so fair in uh, in grassroots though. Jeff Morrell.
3: still seemed fair. Not as fair as he could have yeah. been. My it, one thing. Yeah, if you're going to watch one thing. Um, it's Graham Norton. Lady Gaga's on Graham Norton. And uh, watching Lady Gaga interviewed is like watching a car accident. Because um, you can't look away. You can't look away. Because you might see blood. <laughs> you might see... You will see blood. And I I, I think the Lady Gaga interview with Rove a few years ago was quite extraordinary. So... I'd love to see Graeme Norton. Um, she just wanted to talk about David Bowie for the whole time.
0: Well, who wouldn't?
3: It was just weird. It, it if was... I had the
0: opportunity to talk about David Bowie on TV, I'd do that. So you like her because she's recalcitrant? Yes, and
3: Graeme Norton's... just uh, like to... a
0: real-life uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix on Letterman.
3: Yeah, but uh, I respect Joaquin Phoenix's work. That's the difference. Well, that was part of it. Yeah. That, he, that he was acting. I think. In that I
2: think. You know what? I think if you working in working in advertising as you do, Glenn, if you don't respect Lady Gaga for the way she gets product placement oh, in her, she's beautiful. just extraordinary. It's, it's, like, it's like an artist. It's like a, a horribly corrupt artist.
0: Beautiful. Has she, has she got some deal with Madonna that Madonna's not going after her for copyright for, for copyright? On, How can uh, Mad- Born This Way sounding exactly like Express
3: Yourself?
2: Nah. Hey, songs
3: sound like songs all the time. Hey, Those was, are like, this is real. Tell it to Elvis. I, I was told one thing um, very important in my younger life. Sure, it's been done before, but has it been done again? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. 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 No, Brett uh, Crople, if you're going to watch one thing this week.
0: My one thing for the week is The Universe with... Uh, intro to the universe with that's Steven a lot Hicken. that's a
2: lot of watching the whole universe uh
0: this episode aliens on sbs1 uh tomorrow night that would be tuesday the 24th of may i assume going carrying on on tuesday nights at 8 30 what's, what's 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 it now
2: is it paul Reiser runs a corporation that uh, needs to get a sample from is that aliens
0: no. no, 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 sorry, uh, Aliens, uh, in, in, as far as the intro to the universe by Stephen Hawking. Oh. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not about nasty aliens, I, I assume. So
2: Paul Rice is not in it?
0: No, no, right. uh, which is why it, it made it to the conclusion of its four episode uh, season. Yep. 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 Stephen Hawking, uh, famous for his scientific mind, hosts a four part Ultimate Guide to the Universe. Wow, that's Stephen Hawking sticking it to Paul Riser yet again. <laughs>
3: hey, um when I cast my
0: pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast done. Pork is on the table.
2: Oh, there was there was so much that I that I wanted to uh mention and uh and then didn't didn't get a chance to. Damon uh, Lindelof. So- uh, just,
0: just going what, back to what
2: part of me talking means that you can just jump in there, Brett. Sorry,
0: it, that didn't sound like you were going into something. <laughs> <laughs> Damon Lindelof's <laughs> on uh, Nerdist podcast and it was very interesting. Seth
2: MacFarlane is, uh, is 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 going to be remaking the Flintstones.
3: Ah, uh, yes. yeah, that would excite uh, you. Live action.
2: No,
0: John Goodman Seth signed Mc- up for
2: it. Seth MacFarlane, Family Guy guy. He's an animator. He well, no, he he owns a cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be re- remaking the Flintstones. Uh,
0: so, as another iteration of Family Guy, because
3: that's what probably, American Dad is. Probably, probably. Have lots of cross references to culture and stuff. Probably. Well, they have kitty. Crossbows?
2: You know what, don't ask me because I'm not Seth MacFarlane and I can't stand the guy. So, well, sorry, I I've never met Seth MacFarlane. I can't, I can't say, I can't stand <laughs> his work. Uh, yeah, just cannot. Ugh, ugh, Awful. Ugh. Uh, Glenn Peters, l- last week you and I were talking about uh, 3D television and, and sport in 3D. Uh, Channel 9 have announced the, uh, the uh, air dates for this year's uh, Rugby League State of Origin. Yes, And the uh, last year, State of Origin was used as a platform for 3D television. It's it's the future of sport. It's all going to be 3D. From now on, 3D television. Rugby league. This is uh, from now on, 3D. This is how it's going to
0: be. 3D. 3D. This was one of the test broadcasts. This year's
2: State of Origin, not in 3D.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Aren't they thinking about all those people that laid out thousands of dollars and hundreds of dollars per set of
3: glasses to be able to watch
0: the uh, thinking of them? Clearly not. And, and their investment.
3: But you can press the 3D button on your television and everything's in 3D.
2: Oh, can you?
3: It just scatters two screens. It's rubbish. My but... <laughs> uh,
2: my television doesn't have that.
3: So zero depth. It's just like watching it cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite hilarious.
2: My television's already 3D because it's quite deep. <laughs> has got that tube, it's got, it's got to fit that whole tube in Hey, let's bring uh, Toby Halligan in for some trotters
1: Okay, cool, yeah Brent, <laughs> I, I
2: thought you were going to do your uh, your disgusting pig noise like you do every yeah. week yeah,
1: uh, so That's you? what I was waiting for, is that what you were waiting Jeez. for, Toby? <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> <Jeez>. that was <laughs> Fuck, that was, <laughs> that was actually more horrendous than the oinking Can we go back? To the oinking, I'd actually like to <laughs> rename. I'd like to rename Trotters to Andre the Giant's Hour of Power, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> because after Andre the Giant was briefly mentioned, I I fact checked that Samuel Beckett thing just because that's kind of my role on the show, and that's all Josh allows me to do. Um, and it's I a, only for Samuel Beckett facts. Yeah, that's yeah all. absolutely. And I just got totally caught up in his biography. Just a fact check. I, I can't. I'm looking on the Foxter website, which is. Terrible website to work out how much getting Cloud Street would cost you, and I can't work it out, so I give up. The other, <laughs> I'll, I'll
2: look that up while you do your. Uh, yeah, intros. cool.
1: Also, the dismissal. You think, you think you've got it, and then
0: they charge you more
1: because I uh, I speak Foxtel. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. Um, my dad speaks Foxtel, but he's not here. Um, the dismissal was released in 1983, uh, not no 91. You got that wrong.
0: Sorry, uh, but... it was it was just the 20s that uh, Josh threw out right there.
1: You, you don't really need to respond when I. You know, <laughs> Carry on. When I talk to you um, about this kind of stuff. Also, a, a good quote that um, struck me uh, the conversation you were having uh, towards the end about stealing, you know, Lady Gaga was Wilde's quote that good, uh, good artists borrow. Great artists steal mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. um, Lady Gaga is a great artist
3: Theft is the first law of art
1: I think certainly anyone who wears a meat suit Is a great artist
3: um, <laughs> but I was doing that years ago
1: Yeah, well, see But yeah. you're not a hot blonde
2: And uh, so, so did Ignatius Jones Yeah, <laughs> that's right In
1: 1965, Andre the Giant received a draft notice Of French's peacetime army But was unable to join As there were no shoes big enough Bunks long enough Or trenches deep enough to accommodate him. I really love that trenches one. That trenches fact. I think he was Um, 7'2". For those of you who don't know him, and he weighed 530 pounds at the time of his death. In the mid-1970s, four men were hassling Andre at a bar and he got angry and decided to do something about it. So he chased the guys out of the bar. They got in their car and thought they were safe. They were wrong. Andre proceeded to roll a car to its roof, (laughs) onto its roof, and then left. A couple of other interesting facts is actually that during the filming of the scenes um, of uh, uh, the Princess Bride, where I think most of our audience will probably remember him from as opposed to the wrestling, um, he was actually, his back was so bad. That he actually physically, even though he's portrayed as having almost superhuman strength, he actually climbing
0: he, up that rope with the two of them holding on to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he couldn't. He, he actually couldn't even carry Buttercup. He was physically so weak. He actually they had to, you know, get people to help him in certain ways to because his back was so awful. He couldn't even pick her up. Um, so yeah, that's a bit tragic, isn't it? Um, uh, also,
2: physic well, a lot he- heavier than he looked. Yeah, physic was. Yeah. yeah,
1: he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, during the filming of some scenes for The Princess Bride The weather became markedly cold Andre the Giant helped Robin Wright Penn By placing one of his hands She was only Robin Wright then Over her head His hands were so large That one would entirely <laughs> cover the top of
3: her head oh, Keeping a
1: her cute. warm I just love these facts Sorry um, Game of Thrones um, For the record I've got to say I, I kind of disagree with Josh In principle Having not seen any of the show <laughs> but <laughs> i like fantasy in principle um it's been described by some critics as the sopranos in middle earth um but to be my actual fact checker um they estimate 50 to 60 million on the first season um uh, interesting uh, little viewers re- no 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 dollars uh, dollars, dollars i, just, I think oh, it was 4.6 million viewers um yeah for 10 episodes um Interestingly, there was apparently controversy when, in the second season, one of the most popular characters, uh, in the second episode rather, was killed off, uh, namely a wolf. According to Entertainment Weekly, the death of the wolf, a dire wolf, named Lady, has sparked massive contempt amongst uh, animal-loving fans who've been threatening to stop watching the show if its creators continue to kill off cute, cuddly animals like Lady. Um, and now, Interesting. So it's a fair
2: point because Lady Lady was completely
3: innocent mm. of uh, of any crime. They did uh, not no town in America. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just
1: how
0: evil the Queen was.
1: But uh, though, as was pointed out on this website, Game of Thrones is based on a book which dictated Lady's unfortunate fate more than a decade ago. So, yeah. mm, um, that qu-
2: that Queen is so evil that she uh, cheats on her. Husband, the king, with her brother,
0: yes, wow. the not king.
1: That's pretty evil, but brother. Um, but he
0: is to be king.
1: I've forgotten. Uh, Linda Cardinelli. Uh, she starred as Samantha Taggart on in, in ER in two thousand and three for six years. Uh, other film roles include Den Made on Campus, Legally Blonde, Brokeback Mountain. And a- I completely oh, yeah. forgot that
2: ER was a show for about six years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Um, and a starring role in Happy Madison's Grandma's Boy as Samantha. Although, in 2010 and 2011, she's returned to the stage with the Dr. God comedy group in Los Angeles and San Francisco and has appeared in Kill the Irishman and Super and starred in the independent film Return. So that's what she's been doing with herself.
3: She's hit rock bottom.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it did seem like that, the independent film and uh, acting with a comedy group.
3: Which is
2: exactly my chance. Because I, I was quite... i was Because, you know, in, in Freaks and Geeks, she was exactly the sort of girl that I would go for. Mm. That kind of edge of society, a little bit rough, but also, you know, comes from a good family, can, uh, you know...
1: So wait, so, wait, in your fantasies, all the girls you were hooking up with came from good families. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that's important. A, that's <laughs> that's to totally explain to the parents. Yeah, that's totally important. Wow.
2: Just so, so, I so,
1: what magazine, what pornographic magazine would have appealed to you? <laughs> like Playboy Dynasty or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah Playboy
3: <laughs> Playboy Dynasty, I love
1: that, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. I love Playboy Dynasty. Well bred uh, in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, superb. Anyway, that is um, that is Trotters, or the Doctor, the, the Andre the Giant Hour of Power, as we will now call it.
2: Ah, oh, Well, uh, I've, I've finally managed to get uh, the, the Foxtel value packs thing to open up. And, uh, and there are no prices. Yeah, I know.
1: It's terrible. It's yeah. a really bad website. It's, it's really, a shocking website. It is, it is,
2: it is, it is a shocking website. You would website. think
1: that would be the first thing they would... Yeah, it just seems blatantly obvious anyway. Uh,
2: but you can... Uh, yeah, so, so it would be uh, Get Started Kids and Music, Drama and Lifestyle, Knowledge and Adventure, one movie pack. That's what you'd be getting.
1: Right, okay. The impression I got was, so can't you just get Showtime movies? Isn't that the package you you need? Like on the website? No section of the website I was looking at it. Just not, said not, oh, not anymore. Wait, this has got a dot a, to dot on it anymore. I you I was looking at this website look, right now. Look, it's got a dot to <laughs> dot on it. <laughs> what? the... What, so what is this? Wow, Foxtel, you've really, you've really <laughs> tried to make are you sure as you've gone to the right is, website. Is that what you have to do to get Josh, the program? Have you? Is that just type. your favorite website? Like, if you just clicked at one of your bookmarks, no, I'm Daily on the- Dot to Dot, you've just. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I've got. I've got, I've got just, the Dot to Dot iPad app. It's yeah, awesome. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's so intuitive. That's great.
3: Yeah. So
2: basic, basic uh, Foxtel is forty four dollars a month. And that's all that's loaded thus far.
3: Why don't we leave it? Stay tuned to
1: future weeks of
3: Box Cutters for
2: more prices at Foxtel.
3: Is there a Winton channel? Like... Tim Winton like, books. Like Tim, Tim Winton Yeah, books. And, and car racing from and, Winton Racing.
2: From Winton Racing and uh, and just shots of him
0: surfing.
3: Yeah, that'd be in awesome. In Western Australia.
2: Yeah, that's totally excellent. Come oh, here. look at his hair just flowing in
0: the wind. Now, the Playboy Club <laughs> is coming to, to us from NBC and uh, we'll be on 10 slash Foxtel here. What? I'm not sure exactly. What? this This is a uh, new fall season. How the Playboy that... Club. The Playboy Club. You, you guys I were talking so... about the Playboys you before? T- did no? you just... Notice that I was
2: starting to finish the show. Yeah, I got him before you started. <laughs> Brings us to the end of Cutters episode 265. I uh, want to say thanks to everyone who made it this far through the episode. Uh, until next week, where we will have Courtney Hocking and we will review The Killing.
1: <gasps>
0: My name is Josh Canal. I'm Glenn Peters.
1: I'm Toby Heiligam.
0: I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters Catches again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel.
2: And hey, let's be careful out there.
0: BoxCutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards. Brett Cropley is our audio engineer. Peter Wilson coaxes all the bits out of our servers. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell everyone you know and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That will help other people find us and would mean a lot. BoxCutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Find them in Melbourne, Australia on 102.7 FM or at tripler.org.au. There are lots of ways you can contact us and you'll find them all at our website at boxcutters.net. What, that was what? Already.
2: Rate of rate of rate of rate of uh, yeah, so I think it's $108. I think.
0: 108
2: it's either It's either $108 or $60. It's one or the other. $108 or $60. Oh, oh hang, on, hang on. Hang on. You know who would know? Uh, why don't we ask this guy?
0: Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.